Beloved brands know customer relationships are everything. That's why over 130,000 trust Clavio to power smarter digital relationships across their websites, emails, SMS, and reviews. And now there's Clavio AI, your guide to smarter insights, decisions, work, and results. Brands like Everyman Jack trust Clavio AI to personalize product recommendations that keep customers coming back. Discover Clavio AI at Clavio.com slash box. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com backslash box. episode of the world's team uh with blogging the boys in sponsorship as always with sb nation i have my lovely co-host here with me i am meg murray and i am with paul stewart hey paul how's it going i'm doing fantastic meg how's yourself i'm doing good i'm just out here in new orleans uh so we're you know we're still worlds away but you know we did hang out here together at one oh time. yes Oh, yes. And it was awesome. We sure that awesome fit today against the Saints. And little behold, I got a little bit too drunk after the game in the <laughs> middle of Bourbon Street wearing my kill and my war paint. And it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that day. Um, but you have a good weekend ahead of you. And I kind of want you to tell the people about it. Oh, I can't wait. So tonight, literally in an hour and a half's time, I am off to the British Ice Hockey. Um, it's a playoff spot for the Glasgow clan, which is my team against Fife Flyers, uh, which is a, a team up north of Scotland. So if we win this game, we're guaranteed into the playoffs. So and on Sunday, and this is the big one, I am going to the oldest rivalry in soccer history, which is the Old Firm, which consists of Glasgow Celtic, and Glasgow Rangers. So my team is Glasgow Celtic, but if anyone has not got any knowledge about this soccer rivalry, I suggest you go and look it up. It it goes over way over a hundred years now and it's brutal. It's probably the most hated rivalry known to man in soccer. So go and check it out, folks. That, I love that. Like, firstly, I didn't really this is just going to come from a dumb American standpoint here, but I didn't really realize um, that you guys had like a good hockey culture over there. Eh, We we do. Uh, It it was really massive. And it it was the same with the NFL back in the nineties. Like we had the NFL Europe back then and the ice hockey. It was like there was in the early nineties, there was just a big push of American sports and it, it came over. But but now the British Ice Hockey League, we get a lot of the guys from like Scandinavia playing over, like from Finland and Sweden and stuff like that. Then they play in the British Leagues, then they somehow transition over to the NHL. So yeah. it seems that we seem to be like a minor league in terms of the international stage. So it's now established itself quite well. So it's uh, there's going to be guaranteed some good uh, from brawls on the, on the rink tonight, that's for sure. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah I mean... We're kind of winding down the NHL season over here, probably like the end of the month. Go so, stars. <laughs> yeah, go stars. That's right. He knows. He knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. So wait, tell me a little bit more about the the Celtic Ranger rivalry. Like, I feel like how like deep seated is this? Well, just to put it in perspective, it's all based on religion. Put it that way. So Glasgow yeah. Celtic is all about Irish Catholics and 
Glasgow Rangers is all about British Protestants. So there's the clash of religions and it's now inherited into soccer teams pretty much. So, um, and some of the, the chants, some of the songs could be very sectarian, which is now banned by police. You're not allowed to say, you're not to mingle within different parts of the crowd. You're segregated. There's about a fourth, a one barricade, a wall of police to separate the, the fans. That's how bad it is. And there's yeah. no, no alcohol in the stadium, you name it. It's, that's how crazy it is. No tailgating, no nothing. That is wild. Yeah. I, oh, I'm trying to think of something that kind of rivals that. Like, I obviously, like, if Cowboys fans went into, like, the Philly stadium, I feel like that might be close, but there's still beer. <laughs> think of it like Dallas versus the Eagles, but it's like you're all segregated. Like, one end of the stadium's Eagles fans, one end of the stadium Dallas fans. But after yeah. the game, there's going to be some broken balls. There's going to be bloody cars set on fire, no doubt. It's that type of, it's that crazy. Okay. Yeah. Oh Legit, legit. Like after every old from game, you're guaranteed at least one arrest after the game. At least one. At least. Sounds like more than one. <laughs> There's cars being lit on fire. Like, oh, we that, 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 that well, we've tamed, we've actually tamed down over the years, but way back in the early 2000s, 2010s, oh, oof, war zone. <laughs> oh my god. Well, man, that kind of. I mean, not going to lie to you, that kind of makes me want to go. <laughs> oh, 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 don't worry. Just check out on the Instagram feed uh, and I'll, uh, I'll be documenting it and you'll be seeing yeah, my face. People, you're absolutely mortified. <laughs> tell people what your Instagram is so they can follow uh, follow your stories because this will come out on Sunday. We're talking on a Saturday. Yeah, so, so it'll, it'll be, yeah, it'll be yeah, literally it'll be on the day, yeah, it'll yeah. Be day on the day of the podcast where it comes out. So uh, it'll be on I Am Peace to on Instagram. So I'll be posting it through that. Oh, that's, that's phenomenal. I will absolutely be following along with that. Um, while it's, it's on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Of <laughs> all the days. Oh, that those Irish Catholics are going to be going wild. Church first though. <laughs> oh, I, some people actually do do that. You're <laughs> oh, like, forgive me. I'm about to sin. So, uh, <laughs> pro- pro- proper gangs that gangs in New York in the middle of Glasgow. <laughs> So if you're not allowed to drink at the game, I'm assuming that the the pubs are a little crazy before, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like literally you're you're given one hour that the bars are only open for one hour, and people literally go and spend about 30, 30 pounds, forty dollars worth of alcohol, and drink it as quickly as they can, get that messed up, and go to the game. That's what it's like. <laughs> oh my god! So you have plans to do that? I'm assuming. Oh no, I'm not drinking. Oh hell no! I oh, want to actually, I, I, I want to actually enjoy the game. But after the game, I'm actually going out with my mum and dad uh, for for my dad's birthday. So yeah. I need to be, I need, so I need to be kind of respectful coming back home. So. <laughs> so you'll be sober boots on the ground for us, uh, live reporting from the madness. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> love to see it. Okay, well, everyone, make sure you, you go follow Paul along on that journey. Um, I guess. It'll be, I always, I have a bad uh, time talking in reverse when I know I'm on, I'm on Saturday. So yeah. today, Sunday, go check out Paul's feed because it'll be a wild ride. Speaking of wild rides though, um, <laughs> mm. I, I love a very obvious transition. Um, but we have the draft coming up and mm. 
um, things and stuff are happening. So it's made it a bit more interesting. So <clears throat> we, uh, Jerry has been, you know, talking his talk <laughs> as he does. Um, I just wish Jerry would shut the hell up. I really do. <laughs> I really do. It's like, I, I was like, like I, I get Jerry's trying to throw out. He's basically trying to throw out, um, oh God, like fake news to say he's interested in trading up and might get sure. other teams to kind of make a move or something like that. I, I, I get it why, but I just, I, I'm sick of the bravado. I just want us to draft good, focus on us, and not really think about the media or anything like get our names out there because it. Like, and that's the one thing about uh, as much as it, one thing I love about Dallas at the same time I hate it. It's like we are the most talked about team in the NFL, it's because of Jerry, which is yeah. fair enough. But at the same time, with that, it comes with a lot of negative media at the same time. And yeah, and- he he loves that though. That's his like bread and butter, which you know, we talked about this earlier. It's like one of those things where I feel like sometimes. And Steven is kind of guilty of this too. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But a little bit of a word vomit. And it just doesn't help. It like, I think when they actually do try to make it strategic, it can kind of work out. But like we saw how their like blabbermouths kind of like ruined the uh like Amari Cooper and Lyle thing. We talked about that. Oh the- god, yeah, that but- disaster. Yeah. I, I'm not over it. I don't know when I'll be over it. It's not yet. Um, I, it, I, I'll get there eventually. But <laughs> Lyle Collins, yeah, I can get over that. But I'm just not over the moon about the whole Amari Cooper, like for what we got for yeah. for him in comparison to Devante Adams and in comparison to what's his name? Uh, who's the other wide receiver got traded? I cannot. His name just completely for. Uh, no, no, it was a piece of what I'm trying to remember. Oh, but are you talking about in someone else in the league, like Tyreek Hill? Yeah, yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill, that's the one I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. sorry, thank you. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I knew what team he was going to, I just couldn't remember his bloody name there. So, and how could I forget the cheetah? But anyway, but the cheetah, I was, I, I'm just thinking this like a Cooper is just as good as these guys, if not better. Personally, I think, anyway, like. And still, we only basically just got like a six round compensation and a swap of fifth round draft picks. I'm like, come on, man. I'm still not over that. But anyway, <laughs> we won't beat a dead horse. But yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where and our uh, good pal Danny Phantom pointed out that like, yeah, I'm not even sure that he meant that he wants to trade up um, really. But it just kind of leads us to like, what if we did? And Personally, I've I've said on Friday's show of uh, Girls Talking Boys that I'm not down, um, but it does because I feel like we can get we can get good value at 24 for what we actually need. Uh, absolutely, but when you really yeah. like after looking at all the mock drafts and all the needs of all these other teams right now, the main guys that are standing out is going to be left at 24. Your Linda bombs, your Kenyon Green, Josiah Johnson's, 
possibly Nicobe Dean, possibly the other linebacker. Um, I can't remember again. I can't remember his name. Does he even yeah. talk about uh, talk about your boy Derek Stanley as well? Who could fall down there? But well, he could. I, beloved brands know customer relationships are everything. That's why over 130,000 trust Clavio to power smarter digital relationships across their websites, emails, SMS, and reviews. And now there's Clavio AI, your guide to smarter insights, decisions, work, and results. Brands like Everyman Jack trust Clavio AI to personalize product recommendations that keep customers coming back. Discover Clavio AI at clavio.com slash box. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com backslash box. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but, you know, Dane Brugler came out with his mock draft. So he has us, uh, he kind of aligns with the UK Cowboys on who he, he thinks that will be drafting. So I found that interesting at 24. Well, maybe not so much the second round. I do have yeah. my, yeah, you, you know round. where I'm, yeah, for, <laughs> first round, nailed it apart. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Like, so... For anyone that doesn't know, um, so Dame Buller did a, a, a beast, and that's the name of his document, The yep. Beast, uh, which is, I think it was like over 200 pages of out for the upcoming draft about all the players uh, available, all 256 picks. Mm-hmm. And my God, he went in full on debt for foot, and kudos to Dame Buller. Outstanding job he did. But I do have a question regards to as. Uh, one pick in particular, okay. uh, and it's our second round draft pick where he went and uh, and uh, and I've been pre- and, and everyone knows my you thoughts love about this. Into this conversation, <laughs> everyone like everybody knows my thoughts about uh, a partic- this particular player. I just don't think he should be in the second round. If he was there, if it's this pair, if this player is in the third round, uh, yeah, go for it. And this player is indeed Sam Williams from Ole Miss. I do like. I do see him as a raw talent, yes, but he's so he's still development. Like he still needs development. So I don't really see him being an absolute starter coming into the team. Like I still think maybe even Chancey Golston might actually get the head if he were to draft him. Golston maybe still like get the heads up on him, be it playing at the other side of the edge. We don't know, but I'm really liking the rest of the list. So let me just kind of break it down. Uh, Dane's full list of uh, of the, his mock drafts. So, uh, first round at pick number twenty four, Zion Johnson, Boston College offensive guard. Love it, absolutely love it. Like we need an old guard, we need offensive guard. This guy is an absolute bruiser. Take it. Now, round number two, as I mentioned, Sam Williams, defensive end from Ole Miss. Pick number three, number eight. Stop you for like one second. I just oh, love that you say Ole Miss. <laughs> it just uh, it makes me smile every time you do it. Ole Miss. Yeah, we say Ole Miss. 
this over here, but you say Olemus and it just makes me happy. Continue. Trust the E in it, you know? Okay, well, if I'm going to be mentioning any other colleges, <laughs> then just just, just, just stop and interrupt me then, right? <laughs> I'm saying uh, I love it. Not, no hate, no hate. Right, right, continue on, Paul. <laughs> right, so uh, in the third round, at pick number 88, we go with Jelani Woods from tight end from Virginia. I like that pack. He is definitely moving up the draft board. Um, pick round number four. I don't know too much about this wide receiver. It's Eric Usakama. I don't know how. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Wide receiver I'm from Texas. Sure well. <laughs> uh, wide receiver from Texas Tech. Um, this is where it gets really interesting. It's in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Our first fifth round draft pick is Cade York Kicker. From LSU, yeah. and I and I can see you jumping for joy with that one. <laughs> Go Tigers! We yeah. love Cade. <laughs> um, so going on to the fifth round at 167, we go over Abram Smith, running back from Baylor. That's yeah. just more of a depth signing. This one, this next one at 176, I think this will be an absolute steal if we can get this particular player in the fifth round is Brandon Smith, the linebacker from Penn State. Yeah. When you, th- when you think about it, he's like, obviously he never actually played that full season with uh, Micah Parsons because Parsons opted out that year, right. but they would still obviously be like working together off the field type of thing. So there's and- that. Pe- and also it's Penn State. Yeah. You can't go, you can't go wrong with that. And we love Penn State linebackers, and Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy did spend a substantial amount of time up there. So absolutely, you know, they're definitely watching this guy. If, we, if if he's there in the fifth round, he will be like the Jabril Cox of last year. We're getting yeah. an absolute steal for value for money for absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, at round number five, we've got Ryan Van Demark. Demark. I, I was about to say Denmark, but there's no N in there, so I do. I, I do. I do apologize, Ryan, if you're listening. Uh, so he's the offensive tackle from Connecticut. Good. I think that's a good value for fifth round. We're getting an R tackle in there to for more competition to yeah. compete with a uh, Terrence Steele and uh, and uh, Ball as well. And finally, in the sixth round, we've got Deron Bland, cornerback from Fresno State, which I think a. Uh, which we'll probably will need now, obviously um, not to kind of go into too much detail with right. the new circulating, which the Dallas Cowboys have released about. Um, so with that news being released, we're probably well likely to address corner in the draft at some point. So yeah. we'll just, we'll, we won't mention names, but you all know what the story <laughs> is. We won't dive in too much into it because we're just, just not enough information to cover over. And obviously right. um, we'll leave that to RJ. Eddie, do that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, cornerback is may it may be a need that <clears throat> needs to be addressed. So that one is interesting. Um, I feel like he said that Bland has um, ha- average hips and will lose feel for the route at times, but his length, speed, and toughness are desirable traits for NFL teams to develop. So I mean. It's definitely a Dan Quinn idea. Yeah. When you mention the word yeah. length, that says Dan Quinn all over it. Yeah. So, so, and Dan Quinn loves the size and length of his players, mm-hmm. especially in the backfield, like Bakwamu, oh, uh, 
Parsons as well. Like, well, well Parsons didn't really have much. Like, he was more. Like, yeah. but, but you get what I mean? Like, the guys he brought in wanted, he wanted to, like, like, Jaron Kers, length, you name it. So I think this would be, like, if we were to get him, that's definitely an influence from Dan Quinn for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And <clears throat> as far as, like, the first pick goes, you know, um, it's it's a matter of with his with Jerry's comments he did say trade up we don't know that he meant that um but it's just like kind of what are what would you even trade up for when you can get someone like Zion Johnson and when that's a huge need um at that position and even like Kenyon Green has been mocked there a million times too like that I I just don't see like both of them are falling. Both well, both of them well, from based on all the mock drafts and based on how people's uh opinion polls are, is like we will likely have a tough decision to make. Yeah. Possib- possibly the both of them might be there. There's also the talk of Trevor Pennon. We might actually go for Tackle, who can shift him yep. into guard. But because but the whole thing like a Trevor Pennon is I can see why we would draft a tackle, like maybe play him out to the right side. But he, he is predominantly a left tackle, but say for, just as hypothetically speaking, say next season we let go Tyron Smith because of the cap, for example. There's that cap hit, and also there may be down to injuries and stuff whatnot as well. We may decide just to kind of move on from. That's when Trevor Pennon will fit in. So that would be more of a future feel-safe position. Yeah. So I can, I can totally understand that, but... If you want a guy who's going to make a pure instant impact, it's going to have to be Zion or Kenyon within that offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, and given if they did something crazy and like wowed us again, like they did with CD Lamb in some way. Um, <clears throat> I really like, here's the thing. I literally have no idea what to expect this year. Like, yeah. um, like, we t- can't even talk like the whole talk about trading up, like if Sting, like you're talking about Derek Stanley and stuff like that. It's a, po- it. it's a po- it's a possibility now because of obviously the the, the news that's kind of been coming out right now. But I would not want to give up any more draft picks because we yeah. need to we need as many picks as possible because of our abysmal <clears throat> off season free agency. Yeah. We well, we've not we've not done well. <clears throat> we've not done enough. We need yeah. to bring out. We need to bring in as many bodies as possible to do the job. And the good thing about this draft in general, there is a lot of good players within the first to fourth rounds that can actually make impact. There's a lot of depth, like especially yeah. in the defense and then like so offensive line. Like I, I know I keep talking about like a cold strange and stuff like that. You could probably get that guy in the late second round or whatever, and that maybe trade back into the second, use your third round picks or whatever. But there's there's just so many possibilities you can actually get really a lot more bang for your buck in those second and third rounds. So um I I just don't see why we should need to draft up further up into the first where we can still get a good as a guy, possibly, even though there may be more development needed, yeah. but they're still gonna make a major impact. Like, you know, so it's it's a tough one. Yeah, uh Jeff Kavanaugh made a good point about, you know, this off season, it's and like the way that we draft, I think, you know, everyone puts a lot of stock into that we are good at drafting, which is true.
but they don't usually give themselves such a um, disadvantage going yeah. there because they like their their bread and butter is you know um, drafting the guys that they like what whatever the position may be, and um, they like to have you know a team that they like going into um, you know into the draft. So they don't they're not like doing any of these I have to have it picks. Um, they're doing a I want to have it picks. Um, and I think that that kind of, you know, brings it back to like what we talked about in the beginning um, is that we are at a disadvantage um, on the O-line because we, you know, did a fire sale on our O-line. And um, that just kind of sets us up for we need an offensive lineman. Yeah. And this kind of leads a good up. One that oh, absolutely. Start. And this kind of leads into uh, RJ's a awesome article which we just released on Saturday uh, uh, talking about um, the overwhelming majority of Dallas Cowboys fans want a guard at pick a number 24 and it's true I think when you really do break it down like anyone that knows our offensive line our weakest points being the left our position when it's under Connor Williams or Connor McGovern they do like Williams is now obviously Bon Voyage. He's now off to Miami. We still got McGovern, but he's not the guy to fill that position. And then we, and it's shown that. So we need to get someone else in to fill that void. So I think if you were to put it in an opinion poll, offensive guard would be top of the list. Yeah. Then. <clears throat> and I mean, and we can get really good value at 24 with that. Being That being said, though, <clears throat> I am not going to be surprised if they do something crazy and get a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they do go with that, I'm not going to be too mad. But the, here's here's my position on drafting a wide receiver in round number one, mm-hmm. is we had a first-run wide receiver that we didn't really utilize too much. So what mean, means to say that we're going to utilize this particular wide receiver Thank is just... You. <laughs> so So I just don't get the... the the logic, like, yeah, I would, I would say, like, your Khalil Shakir's, your, the wide receiver from Boise State, would be a more fitted role within the Kelly Moore offense. Oh, you get, more. you would, <laughs> yeah, you would get, you would get him in the later rounds. You would yeah. probably ha- have more effective use of that particular player rather than getting, getting your Olaves or, um, a what's the the guy for, a George what's his Pickens, like, yeah. get, I, the guy's a beast, but are we going to use him? Are we going to use them accordingly? That's right. the question. So I don't really see us really drafting a wide receiver in number, round number one in that case. I love I love that point. Um, I think that I would love for them to keep that in mind when drafting um, that, you know, Kellen Moore kind of, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than to say that he just kind of went vanilla at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, there might be a million reasons why that happened. Um, but like, if you're going to do something, you know, like that, I just, you know, I'd like you to keep in mind that you're going to have to have someone protecting Dak at the same time. Yep. So, yep. I mean, there's, you can get a quality O-lineman in the second round. Absolutely. Um, but you can also get a quality wide receiver in the second round. Like John Mashoda has, um, oh, I'm yeah, Mechie from um, Alabama mocked in the second. 
which I mean, that would keep you from getting a Sam Williams <laughs> um, for for Paul over there. But <laughs> <laughs> don't bash me too much on that. <laughs> no, like that's a that's a fair that's a fair idea. I mean, I'm yeah. like, and here the things about wide receiver, especially if you're in the first round. Like we've already got a first round wide receiver in CD Lamb. When his contract comes up, it's going to be more money because of the value and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas second round going further down, the contract's a lot more smaller. You can probably negotiate it a lot more. Like then again, I could be wrong. There was the whole Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup got a really massive deal despite being injured still, which I'm still kind of it is team friendly to a certain extent. But there's I like Michael Gallup, but is it going to be the same player when he does come back? That's my only question in regards to that. But, um, yeah, I think second round, third round, fourth round for wide receiver, that's, I'd say that's their best best place to get them. I would yeah. would not encourage the idea of first round wide receiver, not one bit, like yeah. based, on, based on how Kellen, like, especially yeah. if it's, it's, it depends on the type of wide receiver, but you don't see slot receivers with a, the more inside guys going in first rounds anyway. Yeah. It's, it's more the deep route, the big that that makes the big massive plays, that the absolute ball hawks they are, like your Des Bryant's, your Amari Coopers, your a uh, Julio Jones type yeah. of players, all big physical wide receivers, all tend to go in the firsts. So and I just don't see that being the case. So yeah. Yeah. I mean you guys I, I will encourage you to absolutely check out Dan Brugler's entire mock. It's, um, it's an amazing in detail. It talks about all the players' traits, their pros, their cons. It is worth reading up, folks. Go and check it out. Absolutely. And um, you can have access to the beast that is his um, entire breakdown of every single player that is in this draft. Um, even guys that are going to go undrafted. He's got some of those guys in there too. Yeah. So be sure to check that out. You can get it at the athletic. Um, but as always, we, we do a pretty good job of breaking down these guys on the good old blogging, the So be sure to check that out as well. Um, we have good content coming for you every single day of the week. We do not miss a beat. Everything is covered. We got you guys. Check we out got all you. of the shows. Yes. <laughs> Check out all of the shows. And be sure to follow um, me at, at Meg Murray with four R's. I still have more followers than Jason Garrett on Twitter. So keep that up. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh. a very big topic of conversation on uh, Friday's episode of Girls Talking. I heard it. I heard it, and I just still couldn't <laughs> help but laugh. I couldn't believe Jason's back on Twitter. Uh, uh, not back. He's on Twitter in general. I don't, right? know where, I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> I, I literally thought it was going to be the Nara Stephen Jones parody account, to be honest. I, I I thought of you the second that that happened, by the way, because I was like... <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, it's real. It has It's verified. It has to be because he's broadcasting. Um, so mm. he's got, maybe he'll get in the mix. We'll get some uh, JG hot takes in our... Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> But, you know, keep uh, he's going to pass me at some point. But, you know, in the meantime, let's enjoy this time is what I say. But you can also follow Paul. Paul, tell him where to find you. Uh, you can follow me at I am P Stew on Instagram and Twitter. And like I said earlier on the show, I said I will be posting all the funds and goodies of 
the what Scottish soccer has to offer. So if you're ever planning coming over to Scotland for an absolute war zone, be sure to go check out the stories. So go and check that out as well. We love it. And we uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up for you guys, you know, leading up into the draft. So be sure to check us out every Sunday. Um, in the meantime, we'll catch you next week. See you next week, folks. Have a good one. All right.